Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and it's just two of us. It's two of the lads here talking about destiny. I feel like we were destined to be here, just you and I having this conversation, Danny. Is that how you feel? Oh, I like what you did. I like what you did there, Jonesy. The dynamic duo of destiny. The destined duo. Coming up with band names now. Wait, so which of us is short round? Uh... We don't have one. We're doing it without the child. Okay, we we're doing without it without <laughs> No children. Don't go into spoilers. A, child, a childless into, marriage. Childless marriage. Don't go into the parts of the movie I don't like. <laughs> oh, this will be good. This will be good. All right. So as you can tell, we're going to be having a conversation about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Plus, we've got some news. We're going to have a conversation about the recently announced Superman casting. And we're going to let you all go on about your 4th of July weekend. Uh, housekeeping. I have to apologize. I'm sorry we missed last week. I should have. I was intending to announce that we were going to be on vacation for that past week, and I just I dropped the ball. So blame me. I'm sorry. Get on Discord. Yell at me. Uh, do whatever you want to do. But we're going to move on, and we're going to have a conversation about Indiana Jones. This film, actually, you know what? I forgot to check. When I started my research for this film, this film had a 65% from the critics, uh, and it did not have an audience score. But I did substitute the audience score with the blistering 4 out of 10 from IGN, which, while I don't think I'm this film's biggest fan for just, I don't know what a movie has to do to get a, like, The Matrix Revolutions is, I'm sorry, Resurrections. That's probably a 4 out of 10 to me. Um, I don't think this is a 4. But anyway. That's not uh, a 4. Yeah. We're going to get into it. We're going to start with our, as always, non-spoiler impression. So, Danny, if you could please hit me with your toot. I'm going to hit you with my toot. It, um, so, it is with a huge sigh of relief that I can say I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It's not film number four that I think Indiana Jones deserved, but it is a much better movie than the one we did get. I still feel that Last Crusade should have been it. But overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. And like I said, a huge sigh of relief. Okay. What's your letter grade? B. B. Straight B. Straight B. All right. So my two, Harrison Ford brings his all in what is most likely his most character-driven portrayal of uh, Indiana Jones and his most iconic role. Uh, More so... Then Crystal Skulls, as I watched his performance, uh, I felt like he was more world weary and just dealing with the ramifications of his life. So I felt like he shined in this film and the story itself. Yep. Take it or leave it. Like I wasn't yep. particularly impressed with it. And I think, I think that's one of the one of the reasons why I gave it such a high score is because Harrison himself 
for majority of the film actually looked like he was fully invested with what he was doing and what the role was and was given some I'm going to put a lot of uh, the the praise on to James Mangold for this for letting him actually flesh out the character of Indiana Jones a little bit and actually give him some room to grow and to show that he you know the years that you know sorry I should say the mileage has taken his toll on him and not just the years right because that's exactly how it would be and and so I'm pleased about that and like I said it looked like Harrison gave a shit during this and that amplified how good the movie was for me I think that's what pushes it up you know up into that that B grade for me the way okay. Harrison Ford was about to portray and have some growth with Indiana. And that was good. So this is probably going to be, I can, I would probably be able to count on one hand, the number of times that it happened to me on the show. I'm going to go with a C plus. I am, but I'm willing to have my mind changed, which is very abnormal for this. So let's jump into spoilers. You ready? Straight into spoilers. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good, good, good. So I, I'm going to start at the end. And because you and I had a discussion on Discord about, you know, how this film almost. ends. And almost. Almost. We, we almost sorry, had a right. discussion. I we almost to, had a discussion. We bit our uh, a little bit. You, yeah. were, you had more discipline than me. You were like, hold on. I'm not going to do the thing. You're not going to have the show. So for <laughs> me, the way this film ends is with Helena, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, deciding for Indiana Jones that he's not going to be able to stay in 200 plus BC in Italy, that he's going to come back to present day. Uh, where's Hunter College? Is that New York? I feel like it's New York. Uh, he's going to come I back to present New York, day New York. Yellow caps and shit. That's what yeah. I thought. Um, and that bothered me because what I was really thinking of was uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and what a powerful yep. scene it was to have Sean Connery as his father try to convince him to do the right thing. And he's like, Henry, 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 can't get to him, Indiana. And that snapped him out of his desire for the grail. And it was yep. it was a powerful scene. Like I think about that moment a lot. And so yep. to go to this film and have him have his agency taken away and have Helena decide for him that he's going to come back to present day, I didn't like. And I felt like that okay. is an analogy for this series generally, right? Where Kathleen Kennedy is like just dragging him out of where he's he's resting, right? And forcing him back to another film. Because they want to make another one. And I just that really bothered me. It 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 bothers me because I feel like this is such an iconic character. And there's there are all these jokes about Indiana Jones and I'm sorry, Raise the Lost Ark, where had he not done anything, that would have ended exactly the same. And this is very different, right? Yeah. This is very much about him making a choice to stay or go where he was. And I didn't like yep. that they let her make that choice for him. I gotcha. It was certainly jarring when 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 she when she gave him that right hook. It was certainly a, oh shit, I was not expecting that. But here's how I felt about that last not not necessarily the last act, but the majority of the end of the film. It felt to me like it was that was the part of the movie that looked like and felt like it had gone through some rewrites where they weren't quite sure how they were going to end it. Were they like they came in at no, oh, that didn't sit well with a test audience or something like that. It all felt a little bit rushed together, including that last bit. So here's where I feel on that. It they didn't he didn't earn that 
wanting to stay there enough for me because all through the last crusade, especially the last part when they're actually in, in um, uh, where the grail is kept, where, wherever they've called that, I felt that they were lead. Or sorry, the whole movie was leading to some sort of redemption with him and his dad, right? In this movie, I didn't feel that he had that connection with Archimedes or anything. I just felt he was really freaking tired of the yeah. whole thing, and he'd just been shot again, right? So for me, it didn't really feel like he they had earned the. He wants to stay there. He wanted to stay there. You know, I've had enough. You know, I've 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 followed Archimedes all my life. Which, by the way, just on a quick one, remind me later how they tricked us in the trailers because at no point did he say I've been searching this my entire life. That was just in the trailers, which I was pleased about because I we would have had some sort of hint of that in the previous right. three films. Now, just like I keep mentioning three films. Yes, I do not count. Crystal Skull. When I say fourth, I meant this was number four. Um, so, so for me, it wasn't that bad that they ended like that because I do feel he had something to live for, and that was Marion. Now, what the challenge was is there wasn't enough of a possibly Marion's going to come back or anything towards the end. So, the way that ending happened for me, I'm okay with her stopping him from wanting to stay there. I just don't think they earned a him wanting to stay there as bad as he did because I'm with you 100%. That bit in Last Crusade was was brilliant, was awesome and that should have stayed like that. But at the same time, I don't think they made the Marion returning impactful enough to change that ending either. So yep. I do think the whole ending was a little bit meh, which was a shame for both reasons. I, I was willing to let them have him stay there and for him to be the one wearing the watch in the sarcophagus and all that, that change. I was willing, I was willing for that. I thought, you know what? Let him stay, but then show me him walking into the distance with Archimedes, you know, chatting and talking shit. I, I was happy to have that. Don't get me wrong. So I don't think it, they did it very well, but I'm also okay with that. He went home. He's got Salah's family that he's friends with. Marion's back in his life. He can actually be at home with his friends and family. So I'm okay with it. I see where you're coming from. I don't yeah, disagree. I it just, just feels like it's settled to be okay. It feels like for no matter what ending we got of what we saw, yep. they didn't do enough work to earn it. Yep, so with you. what we there got, go. they didn't do any enough work to earn this, what we Either saw. ending. Either, Either ending. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, that, that, and that's that's my yep. frustration. Um, yep. And, 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 and that's hard. frustration and so because you know me. Go on. No, no, say? carry on, buddy. Go on. Well, I was going to no, say, because no, no, no. you know me, and if Jammer was here, he would say, like, endings matter to me. And especially knowing that we're more than likely not going to get another Indiana Jones film, that makes it bother me that much more. Do you do you think then, because I was chat, I was thinking about that when I was reading your notes, and I got mine as well, that, that that's almost where there was, it, I get the sense of the, the little bit of a panic at the end of this movie, like, okay, we've had this story, which is, you know, it's, it's okay, it's solid enough, it's fun enough, it's got great elements to it. Oh, shit, we better nail the ending. What are we going to do? Let's have him stay. No, shit, that didn't work. Let's have him back with Marion. Oh, shit, that didn't work. I don't it's know what to song. do. Let's have him grab a hat. Shit, does that work? No, because now we think there's going to be another oh. one. No, we don't. Oh, yeah. shit. It's almost like, oh, shit, we don't know how to end it. I'm Stephen King all over again. It's uh, it's that agree. song. Did you ever have the feeling that you wanted to go, still had the feeling that you wanted to stay, right? It's that. And yep. there needed to be somebody with the balls or fortitude to make that decision, which is so like spoilers for no time to die. Um, that was a decision 
right? They were like, yeah, this is it. And so I wish that someone had had the same kind of like, no, this is, this is it. Like we're done. Um, and I would have been much happier with it. Um, how about, how about if, if Harrison himself had said that, because I know in the interviews and stuff, he said that he's happy with how Indiana Jones is, hmm? has finished. But, you know, I, I don't know how this much of this is true, but in force awakens, it said, I'll come and do it, but you got to kill solo. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'm okay with this, but you got to kill it. I'm glad he didn't say you've got to kill Indiana. But I would like to have said, but you've got to end it. Like, you know, yes. this is it. You know, don't let me die, but at least make sure this is the end. And I, I don't know if, like you said, no one had the courage enough to do it, which was a shame. So we got a loose ending. We got too many. It was just a bit flimsy, flamsy, right? And it needed yeah. a solid ending. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was. Sure. That's, so carry on, buddy. Too much on the ending there. Yeah, no, it was just frustrating. Um, that's all I really, I think, I had to say about the end. Let's jump to the beginning. Um, I was shocked that they killed one. I was shocked. Oh, shit. Well, that wasn't, well, when you I'm said sorry. beginning, I wasn't going to go there, but oh, I, got, I, you I, I knew he had died. I knew it. I knew that's how they were going to do how it. When I know? saw his picture in the background, I'm like, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. He, that's it. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was shocked. Like, because I could tell seeing the picture and seeing the flag next to it, I was like, wait a minute. They give you that when at the funeral, I was like, oh, my God, he's dead. And yep. I, what was frustrating was, and I shouldn't have done this. I saw a review like weeks and weeks ago when Cannes um, got the premiere for this. And we started seeing like the early reviews. Somebody mentioned what was happening with him and Marion and Mutt. And then they made it sound like they didn't say what happened, like what was causing yeah. any of this. And I was and going wasn't to be watching. frustrated. <laughs> she I wasn't watching. I don't know. But you know what? And, do you know what on that, Jonesy? I'm I'm happy about that. Sorry to interrupt your train of thought there. Mm. But I'm happy that because when I saw the picture, I thought, is that all they're gonna do? I'm kind of I'm not gonna say well, should I say happy he died? I mean, yeah. It was a good way of doing it without having him come in or potentially still be around or some shit, right? So I'm, it was a good decision. But what I was happy with later in the film was that. Indy had a moment to talk about it. And that's when Harrison did a great job of articulating what happened between, you know, what he would do if he went back in time. I'd tell my son not to enlist. Because right. then I'd tell him because my son wouldn't enlist and my husband, my wife, my marriage would last. And that moment made me feel great. I'm glad that they showed the picture and that he's gone, but it gave them a chance, Harrison, a chance to actually talk about that. It wasn't just a throwaway picture in the background. That's Mark, fuck Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. I can do that, but I'm glad they addressed it in the movie. I thought that was a great moment when they did that. I'm sorry if that stopped you where you were going with that. No, no. Martin, it's buddy. almost like they were able to take a thing that people didn't like and pivot and make it into something else. Like, that's a thing. It's, it's crazy to me that Lucasfilm is able to do it in some places and not others. Hey, hey Jammer, um, that's how you pivot. If you're going to pivot, Jammer, that's how you do it. So I'm sorry, <laughs> you're right. There is another beginning to this film. And it, it takes up, how long would you say that first um, opening I felt like, like it was about 20, 25 minutes, maybe even more. Did it Half seem hour, overly long to you? Do you know what? I was even thinking that when, when I was at, but I had that thought just at the point when the train was coming to the bridge. It was almost like, okay, uh, enough now. You've done the pre, like the James Bond action sequence mm -hmm. at the beginning. You've done the Indiana Jones thing at the beginning. But I, I've, I was almost put this in my 
the reason why I had a big sigh of relief with this film, and I had this big sigh of relief in the first couple of minutes of the movie. Now, maybe you disagree, but I think they did such a really freaking amazing job with the de-aging of Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. Some of the other characters, they didn't, and I could see that maybe their time and effort was spent on Indy. But I, honestly, Jonesy, i just seen your face, but I, it was so good or good enough for me that it made me sit back and go, okay, I'm going to enjoy this new Indiana Jones adventure from when he was a bit younger for the next however long it's going to be. And then it started to be quite good fun. And I'm like, you know what? It can't get worse. I'm going to enjoy this film. That's why I had a big sigh of relief because I was a little worried that the whole movie was going to be flashback, present day, flashback, present day. Oh, okay. And it was going to be jarring that, based on the, the trailer, right? I thought that's how they were going to go and the stories were going to merge together at sure. some point. But yeah, but I felt it was it was good enough for me to not take me out of the movie, unlike Princess Leia in Rogue Rogue One and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And Tarkin, obviously, technology's come on in those 10 years since then. Yeah. But I think they did a good enough job, and that's why I had another big sigh of relief, because I enjoyed the young Indiana Jones adventure at the beginning of this movie. A touch close to being too long, but I think you and I agree that the movie itself it's was a little bit too long. long. Maybe yeah. It could have taken yeah. 20 minutes off it and been 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 a little bit better, I think. Sorry, but yeah, I, I rambled. I, I no, no. I, I think this movie could have been easily a half hour shorter. This, generally speaking, Indiana Jones movies are about two hours. Um, but as it goes to the the de aging, there were moments where I was like, "This is really good," and there are moments where it was it was distracting me, not because it was so good, but because there were issues with it. Um, and it actually made me think, I don't know if you saw this in my notes. I was like, I wish they rivered Phoenix this. So just find oh, a, yeah. a younger individual to play that scene or some scene, write it so that you could just have a younger actor portray yeah. this version of him. And that for me would have been a much better uh, narrative vehicle and less distracting. Um, because I again, so. I- <laughs> I think for me, just like the last crusade is it is so rare for, I don't, people will probably disagree with this. To me, the last crusade is the best film in there. And I know people have the films that they like. A lot of people will say Raiders is the best one. I love the last crusade and that whole opening sequence with river Phoenix is fantastic. And it does a lot to show you who he is as a character and all of this other stuff. Like, why he has this relationship with his father, why he's afraid of snakes, where he got the scar from. It is yep. a better version of what they were trying to do in Solo, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in watching this, I started thinking like, just do that again. Um, and then yep. you won't have to deal with this weird de-aging stuff. And so- I get that, but I, I was looking at it from, it was giving Harrison himself a, a, a last hurrah that wasn't necessarily- well. Here's now. what I, here's I the other thing it. that made me feel about that, because it, it, it put me of two minds. One, it made me wish that they had River Phoenix. This two, it made me think they've really wasted his best years. Um, it is very frustrating to me. When was when did the Last Crusade come out? Like 85, 86? No, yeah, and maybe it is, it is amazing to me that they waited that long to start trying to make these again um yep like even looking Do at you, him in crystal skull like he looks 1989 really better 89 yeah. buddy so yeah i don't i 
Let's put that down to Harrison himself, though, not necessarily wanting to revisit the character. I mean, we, back then, we didn't have so much internet and news and we weren't on these sites. And so I'm pretty sure at the time it was him just not wanting to do that character again. I mean, he didn't really want to play Han Solo, rumour has it, in Empire or Jedi, right? It was all contractually obliged and things like that. So I don't know. Maybe it was more to Harrison himself and then he felt like later on that there was something in it. I don't know. But I, I think we're... we're for me, it was good enough, and I'm glad they did it the way they did it. Could they have done a River Phoenix and 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 changed the story just a little bit to have the the Dial of Destiny in his younger days for sure? Um, but I think a character that began yeah going young and it not being River Phoenix again, I, I I don't maybe that would have made it more jarring. It's like who's this? This isn't Young Indiana Jones. Young Indiana Jones is River Phoenix. Yeah. So I don't know, but I I liked it. It was enough <laughs> for me to be invested in the movie. That that's that's all I will say on that one. Okay, I was happy with that. Yeah. All right. Um, what what so was that, what were the? Did you notice, by the way, you know, on the train scene when the commandant sits down on the desk? Did you notice the picture of Marion on the desk? No. So the com the commandant sits on his desk on the train very early on after they've got on the train after the castle scene, and he sits at the desk. And I can't remember who he's talking to. I think he's just talking to. I don't think he's talking to the the other doctor yet. Um, Indy's friend. Um, I think he's talking to one of his underlings about something. Uh, and on the desk is an open file, and on the file is a picture of Marion. What do you think that means? I don't know. That's why I was going to ask you if you noticed it, because I'm like, well, hold on. That Obviously, it was set after um, uh, Last Raiders. Crusade. Oh, yeah. So in my head canon, it was set towards the end of the war, right? So obviously, Last Crusade has happened. And, and so Marion wasn't on the scene, but why would he have a picture of Marion back then in 1940, whatever it was? You know, so I... I it was interesting to me that that was Marion. So anyone listening that's just watched the film or hasn't watched it yet, keep an eye out for that. Confirm that it was Marion that I saw on the uh, file on the commandant's desk on the train. Because right at the end of the movie, I'm like, so why was that picture on his desk then? How does he know? The Marion? only thing that I could think is based on what happened in Raiders, she's a known quantity to the Nazis. That would be my best guess yeah. without more information. Because of the connector to Ravenwood, because he was looking for the, the Ark and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they'd found a file on Dr. Jones, because I can't remember in the movie whether or not they'd realized who he was, the spy they had captured. I don't think they had at this point. No, no they hadn't, right? So it's not like no. they would have suddenly got a file. And how are they going to do it? Fucking fax it from somewhere back then? That would have made no sense, which is why my head was spinning around with that. Anyway, what were you going to ask, buddy? That was just something, um, something that happened on the train. So... What did you think? So jumping out of the um, the train sequence and the de-aging, let's move forward yeah. to present day. And we meet Phoebe yep. Waller-Bridge's Helena. What did you think of her? Well, I'll say this. I enjoyed her portrayal of the character. I thought that was a lot of fun. I liked the way that she was um, a little bit tricksy and a little bit pissed off and all that. I enjoyed the character, but I will say this. I've got no feelings of I want to see more of her in any other capacity. The character, I mean. I, I didn't feel that way. I did enjoy the character, though, buddy. I must admit, I did like the way that she was a, a strong female presence in the film with a little bit of a... Um, a, a devious mischievous streak running through her um so i was okay why you say that you feel like you didn't enjoy that her character because I, no. I i enjoyed having i'm her. just trying to have a conversation I, i'm just having a conversation well shit you got an opinion dude dig it i'll tell you what i, will, I mean though, i do have i do have an like opinion don't like mm -hmm. the small person in it keep the short the, her round short round yeah 
I so I liked her, and I I am in agreement with you. I don't like the perspective, like that we would get more movies with her and um, what was his name? Her version of Short Round. I wrote it down. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but what I liked about her was that she had she does have room to grow as a character if Kathleen Kennedy does decide to move forward with uh, Helena as a character, right? So she is somebody who is presented as an antithesis to Harrison Ford's uh, Indiana Jones's it belongs in a museum. She's like, no, the money belongs in my pocket. Right. And so I kind of like that. Um, And she was, and yeah, she was very Indiana Jones, right? She obviously skirts on the gray area of good and bad to get shit done. Right. A bit like Han, Han Solo as well. Right. I particularly love the reference when she called him a grave robber because yeah. and that's been a joke in the community for so long, right? Well, that was Indiana Jones, he's a grave robber. He didn't need to go into those places and nick that stuff, even if it was to put it in a museum. I mean, we'll leave it where it is then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So I like, I like the fact they referenced that. And I thought that was good because she was very much like him, but like you said, the flip side of him, right? The, yeah. the, I mean, I love the adventure. She's very smart. She cares about the stuff she's looking for, but she wants to sell it. Yeah, sure. It belongs in a museum if the museum pays me well enough for it. Right. Or I'll sell it to someone else. Yeah, I got it. I like that. Why didn't you like her short round? I just, because when I have to say, I love Temple of Doom. I I love all the movies. I'm a big indie fan. Um, But um, what's what's, um, Kate Capshaw's name in? I keep wanting to call her Charlie. Is it Charlie? No. It's. uh, Hold in on. I would have known what it was. I would have known what it was if you didn't say that. it. Is a it is a man's name. Well, listen. Hmm? Well, in the movie, we're kind of made to feel. I feel we're made to feel like she's the annoying character. But in whenever, even when I first watched it, I didn't find her annoying. I found short round annoying, and I, I think, um, well, it's because whenever he was in it, he kept fucking Willie things Scott. up for Indy. Willie Scott. Thank you, Willie. That's a man's name, I suppose. Um, um, so, yeah. So he kept fucking things up. He kept causing shit to happen. And so did she. But so as soon as the, yeah, they both the, did. the kid in the movie, yeah. But as soon as the kid appeared in the movie, I'm like, he's going to cause things to go wrong. He's just going to be a pain in the ass. He's going to get. So when when they flew to Italy to meet Antonio Banderas, who apparently was in the movie, I don't know what happened to his, his scenes, but the, he must have upset someone. But I was hoping that he wasn't on the boat. And there was even a moment where we didn't see him for a while. And then suddenly he was sitting there and tying knots in the fishing net. I'm like, ah, oh, they should have left him in Algeria, Morocco. They should have left yeah. him there. That would have been fine. It's simply because, buddy, whenever I see a kid like that in a film, they inevitably are used to create yeah. drama, create problems, and create stories. Simpatico. And need that. We're, we yeah. are of the same mind. Every time I talk about why I hate children in cinema, like this is the reason why, because they solely exist to create problems. And lo and behold, um, I, I keep wanting to say his name is Tony. It's not Tony um, that he got caught and became kind of a burden in a moment. Although what I do like about that was Indy was like, ah, he'll be fine. Right. Like yeah. he was not yeah. overly worried. He was like, yeah. yeah. And I I've seen this movie the, before. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that was really about his experience with short round. He's just like, it's fucking kid. He'll be fine. 
It's like whatever. Yeah. And this one's a little bit more this one's a little bit more self-aware and street savvy than yeah. short round was, right? Was he? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I he was know. smart enough to fly a plane, although short round could drive a car. Um, he was he was a good pickpocket, and I'm not sure we got that from short round. So he uh he was cheating at carts. Oh, 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 so his special his special skill is a cheating little shit. Yeah, I don't I like him even less now. <laughs> well, so they were both cheat. So they were so one's a pickpocket, the other one like did the sleight of hand with the card. So he was like, you yeah. know, um, I very small, you cheat very big. Cause he, he and he's like yeah. pointing. And Indy's like, wait, yeah. what is that? And he finds the card in his card sleeve. Up his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Thankfully, though, he didn't play a in, in, obviously we're in spoilers. Thankfully, he didn't play a huge part in the film. In fairness, did he? I mean, he was he was there for the final final third, whatever. But once he fallen in the river, even even the Mads Mikkelsen said when they fell in the river, he goes, "Ah, leave him." <laughs> even he didn't give a shit. Ah, let him didn't go. Care. Wherever that water's going, leave him. Don't care. In fact, at that point, they didn't need the kid anyway. In fairness, they, I'm surprised they didn't just push him off the river because the kid was there to find the cave, right? Right. Once the kid got in the cave, he wouldn't have nowhere to go. He did, he wouldn't have a clue how to navigate in the cave. It's not like he had a map for the cave. It the was only other thing I could cave. think of is that he is potentially leverage at that point to make them Possibly. do what yeah. they want. Um, but I think yeah. he just figured like whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I were you surprised we didn't have the indie versus the big guy fight scene? You know, the seven foot, six foot wide guy ends up just drowning i was thinking there's going to be some fights here i'm glad they didn't because it for me it added value and gravitas to the fact that indiana jones is a 70 year old man in this film so i liked yeah. the scenes where he was being easily pushed around i liked it yeah because it meant it, he was he wasn't a superhero he was a 70 year old guy yes he's got some wiles and he can still pack a punch but i like the fact that he wasn't invincible i like that old man's strength old yeah, that's yeah. Oh, that's gonna hurt later, kind of thing. My off rights gonna play up it tomorrow for that. You just reminded <laughs> me of something. His murder allegation. Did they just hand wave that away? So remember, the reason why he went after her is because they accused him of murder. Yeah, and there was you mean no when discussion he gets back about to New York. Yeah, you mean when he gets no back. discussion about that? I, yeah. I think that in my head, Canon, during the couple of days or however long he's unconscious, that she was there admitting to doing whatever she needed to admit to. So you're telling me she admitted to a crime and it was just sitting there when he woke up? In my head, Canon, that they let her get away with it because it's Indiana Jones and he saved the world a couple of times up at that point. <laughs> and they were willing to, I don't know. But that was where I was going with it, that when they met her, she explained all this shit away somehow, gave evidence, gave Pointed out, I don't know, um, yeah. but yeah, I, that's in my head canon. While he was asleep, she fixed all that. Okay. Or Salah um, fixed some of it. Before we move on from Helena, generally, one of the things that you said in Discord that I liked was you said, "Make more national treasure movies, reboot Alan Quartermain, or give me uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey, but let Indy finally have his moment um, and yep. let him rest." Tell me about that. Yeah, so, you know, because as soon as this movie was out, and you just mentioned it, that there's a possibility of a spin-off, right, that we can have this character. And you, would use self, you, you yourself had said that in the film that shall not be named, there was a kind of like, is Mutt now going to be the young Indiana Jones? And then in this one, there was a potential of a, I hate, I hate to say it, but a female Indiana Jones, right, that someone of his ilk was then going to carry on adventures. 
And I just feel that there's other franchises out there that still have legs in them that could be played on, like National Treasure. They were great films. They made a shit ton of money and they were super enjoyable, whether or not Nick Cage goes. It just feels to me that, well, then just come up, same as the James Bond, Jonesy, right? Just make a, another uh, spy that is female. Make another adventure archaeologist that's female, if that's if that's how they're feeling. Stop flogging this old dead horse and come up with an original idea that follows Indiana Jones' spirit. So those those series and the films I mentioned, they're all in the spirit of Indiana Jones. It's archaeological fun. It's adventure. It's it's comedy. It's action. Those things I listed could either be rebooted or bought back or done again or just come up with something new. Let Indiana have his day. The Last Crusade for me was a perfect ending to those those films. That was a perfect trilogy. Number four was awful for lots of reasons. At least this one was a fun enough and good enough adventure to, to leave Indiana. In an ideal world, I wouldn't have made this one either. Just let Last Crusade sit. So I'm glad we got this one to wash the bad taste out of my mouth from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but no more. Bring those others. Like, I mean, I wonder how many people listening to this right now or watching this right now even remember Tales of the Gold Monkey. I don't. But it was an episodic I, show. I know the other ones. episodic show. Yeah, so it was set in. The, it was an episodic show based on a, a a swashbuckling adventure kind of guy, very much taken from Indiana Jones, um, going on adventures to steal back treasure and items, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he owned a bar in the middle of the jungle somewhere, I think, and flew a flew a seaplane. Um, but there's a there's something that could be fleshed out and brought back and stuff. So yeah, so short answer to your question is, buddy, it's not necessary. Come up with some other ones, some original content. You know, you. I remember the this idea. show. You do? Yeah. The actor's quite famous. Yeah, I, I recommend people check it out because it was fun. I mean, I'm looking through the looking through my rose-tinted aging glasses, being as I'm nearly 50 now, but I remember as a kid enjoying it a lot. Every week was a different show, and there was a gold monkey sitting above the bar, hence the tales of the gold monkey. So the thing to me is so I I I agree with you. Um what I like about Indiana Jones was that it was an update of stories from the 1930s those serials that they would see. And I kind of wish instead of dragging Indiana Jones out to make more do what they did with Indiana Jones to give us something new, right? Look back oh, to I the past yes. and, yeah, and, tr- and try and update something, come up with something new, something different, as opposed to just dragging him out um, and yep. making more, that yep. would be all that something I would like more preferable yeah. so who knows um are you surprised that the disney indiana jones is better than the paramount indiana jones am i surprised uh yes i am surprised however i am also pleased that they've listened to the challenges that most people have with crystal skull and and been smart enough to take that on board so I shouldn't be surprised because logically that's what a sensible organization should do, right? Is to see where their failings were, where the majority of the big fans struggled and to, to make amends for it. But actually I'm, I was a little bit surprised sure. But then again, dude, actually, I, you know, I take that back now. I was surprised they themselves fucked it up such a big style with kingdom of the crystal skull. So why would I be surprised? They were in charge of it and it was rubbish. So I, 
<laughs> maybe I'm not surprised. Maybe it's like, well, yeah, of course they were going to do it better. Couldn't it's do it worse. It's a trick question. <laughs> um, before we shove on, you? there's one thing that we haven't even. Oh, am I surprised? Um, yeah. No. No. Uh, I think part of it is it's James Van Gold. So if I think about, I'm of the opinion that Steven Spielberg is past his prime, has been past his prime. And so it does not surprise me that the person that made Logan churned out a better film than yeah, present day Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and given I'm, I'm actually, I'm of two minds about it though. Did you ever watch Fleabag, the show? No, I'm aware I, of it. Uh, I haven't watched it. I think you would like it. I think that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is an excellent writer. What I'm surprised about is that given her involvement, supposedly behind the scenes on this, that it's not better. Um, and so between her and James Mangold, I was hoping that this would be better, but I'm not surprised that given their involvement, it's that it's not better than um, that. I'm sorry that it is better than Crystal Skulls. I'm not surprised. I got you. I got you. I know. I know. We're going to move on. And if producer Kyle was here, he'd be tearing his hair out about going on too long, long with with one section. Yeah. But I so will. You know hmm. what I enjoyed, Jonesy. Overall, on the last last thing for me on this one is that the the action sequences and things with Indiana Jones in present day with Harrison stroke Indiana Jones being old. Uh, I liked the way the action was done to reflect that they didn't make yeah. him a superhero. Things seemed to be shot. Even I got the feeling that the stunt guy they were using was cleverly directed or told to move a little bit like an older person rather than moving like a 30-year-old would. When he, when he's jumping from car to car and things like that, it's got to make I, they, they did a good job of making it look like it was an old man, Indiana Jones, performing these, these stunts and these action sequences. And on the action sequences, I never thought I'd enjoy a tuk-tuk race drive action sequence as much as I enjoyed this one in Morocco. I honestly really enjoyed that. It was super fun. The banter yeah, fun. that they were having with each other, the the way the action was shot and directed on, I was nervous that like Crystal Skull, where they'd make an old Indiana Jones move like a 20-year-old and just hide his face in the action sequences. I genuinely felt that that could be an older guy doing that stuff. And they didn't have him doing stuff that an older guy wouldn't do. They had him being an old Indiana Jones. And I thought that's one of the reasons why it got such a high mark for me, because I do feel that everyone involved was doing their best to do their best version of an Indiana Jones film, including stunt direction, the story, Harrison himself, the director. It's an old man on a last adventure. Let's let's remember that when we're shooting everything and doing everything. So whoever was responsible for that, and I'm sure it was a collective issue, is one of the reasons why I think I made it a better film for me because it looked like everyone gave a shit. And so yeah. I'll give it a B because they gave a shit. Um, did they stick the landing? Maybe not, but they did a good enough job up to that point for me to give it a B. So we haven't talked about the bad guys at all. Mads Mikkelsen, bunch of Nazis. What did you think? I hate Nazis. I hate Nazis. Well, that's good. I'm um, yeah, they were. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, yeah, I've always been a fan. They didn't lose or some, whatever the line was. was it? Whatever. He's, yeah, um, you didn't win, Hitler lost. That's it. I, I think they did a good enough job with the bad guys in general to make them bad guys and not to like them. From when they assassinated the two teachers at the beginning, or certainly the administration lady and the teacher at the beginning, cold heartedly, cold heartedly just shot them down. I'm like, oh, shit. 
we movie not generally like very violent yeah, right like, holy shit right exactly yeah and i think so there was a couple of comic book villains in there and a couple of times they were played as such but i think overall again i think mads mads mickelson played that dr schmidt as well as i would have wanted the bad guy to be playing some nasty nazi and he was generally an arsehole very cold with it as well yeah. that's what i liked it wasn't comic book chewing scenery being a villain a nazi villain he was just no this is it this is how i feel i'm right i am right that's it i don't give a shit about you whoever you are and so i did i, I enjoyed the villains i thought they did a good job and but they didn't overshadow indiana jones which is again i think there's a credit to the yeah. to the writing i have one complaint i think it's that Go well, two two there was a scene where they talked about you know, i think he said in the beginning too many Nazis. And then, and I immediately thought like, yeah, I'm tired of Nazis um, generally in this series. And what I would have loved, and this is the, the bigger complaint in the beginning, Mads is talking about, or Schmidt is talking about how, if you've got this dial, you're not a King, you're not a fewer, you're a God. And what I would have yeah. loved was if, yeah, he started out as a Nazi, but what does a God need with white supremacy, right? Like at the point where you are beyond space and beyond time, you can still be an asshole and you can still want to be in control. But it was weird to me that his perception of who he is with his dial is a God, but your plan is to just go replace the Fuhrer. And it's just like- in my head, Canon, I was thinking that he was just jumping on the bandwagon of who was going to be the most powerful people on the planet at the time. I think it was a means to an end for him. I don't know whether he bought into the whole Nazi thing more than just he had delusions of. I think he to, did. I don't, I don't The reason why so? I think I he did is because he's he, when he was talking to the waiter in the beginning. So he said Hitler lost oh, the yes. war. You know when yeah. he also said, "Do you know who your people are?" Right. So he's talking to him, asking him that question. And then then he he does like this, this very cold sleight of not sleight of hand, but it's this uh, backhand where he says something like, are you enjoying your victory? And that is very much an acknowledgement that you black man fought on the front lines of this war. But you're like fucking serving me, who is a Nazi, this Diet Coke or what the fuck ever you're giving me. And so, yeah, so he still had this feeling of we won, right? He still have a fucking import, uh, importance. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's where I, I got that from. And so that was, it's mildly disappointing. I, I think you're right. I think yeah. he did the best he could with what he had. I just wish that they had found a way to go beyond um, yeah, what we fair. were seeing. So, yeah, and, the other and, bad guys yeah. just did what they had to do, right? And they Enchant. did it well. But you're right. The main villain, which is Matt, <laughs> which I. Was, so you just reminded me when you said that. I don't know how he survived that headshot at the beginning, but I'm just going to go with it because it because <laughs> it was a it was a high speed chain and it was a big chunk of metal and it was right on his head. Not to survive Tiny the scar. headshot. Tiny little scar. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting to see like some dent or something when he showed up again. It's like this little faded fucking scar in his head. I was like, all right, I. I guess. I mean, the clang it made was could hear before like three miles away. <laughs> when you see the movie, people, you'll know what we mean if you haven't already. Um, what but survive he did. He's a, he. The, these Nazis are tough bastards, Jonesy. They're hard to kill. That's why there's so many of them. <laughs> That's why they're still around today. 
<laughs> Fucking cockroaches. Headshots don't work. Should have gone for the neck. <laughs> there you go. We just we just solved it. We solved it. Should should have gone In for the neck. In about forty minutes. So, <laughs> so, do you have any final thoughts about this film? Anything to say before we move no, on? No, I, I I apologize. I wrapped it up just before we started talking about the the bad guys. Then, yeah, I just. Overall, like I said before, I won't repeat myself, but for me, it's earned the B, but it's also earned the last Indiana Jones film. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't Thank feel the need service. to move off my score. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. feel like I'm going to move off my uh, C+. You will when you watch it again. I'm not going to watch it again. That's the thing. Uh, I'm not going to watch this again. I'm not going to watch you, it again. Well, you mean not, not anytime soon, because I am looking forward to going to see it again. I must admit, I've got people that nope. I've got friends that want to. I'm happy to watch it. No. Nope. Do you want to nope. touch on some news? Let's touch on some news. Let's touch it. So, Superman Legacy has found its stars. We've got David Cornsweet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The the fruit O's <laughs> version of Henry Cavill. So I don't know. I don't know how they do this in Dubai or in England, but here, like, if you go to a store, you've got Fruit Loops on top. And then like the store brand fruit O's or the fruit circle. Like that's what he is. That's what he, he could. And <laughs> Jammer has been fucking killing me in the discord. Like he said something like this dude looks like Henry Cavill so much to the point where it seems like it's just petty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, and I was just crying laughing where he's just like sending this stuff up in discord. It's, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Anyway. So between him and Ray, Rachel Brosnahan um, as Lois Lane, I'm, I think I'm excited for him because he looks like Henry Cavill. I'm more excited for her because of um, the Marvel Marvelous Miss Maisel. I don't know if you've seen that. It's an Amazon. I haven't. Show. So I was gonna. I was gonna say to you that I'm I'm not familiar with this young lady's work or other shows and stuff. So I'm gonna defer to you on this. It's one of those situations where you know what I've seen the pictures, I've seen the headshots, I've seen the Hollywood headshots. I I need to see them, should we say, in the role before I even imagine it, because you know makeup, costume, and all that stuff. It all it all sure. kind of changes. I guess you can get some sort of idea, especially with. With Superman, but I think we're and is she playing Lois? You see, in my ignorance, is she is she Lois? So yes. I think Lois Lane could be could look like anybody, and the movies have shown that it could be any actress, it could be of any you know any ilk, it doesn't matter. But Superman has does seem to need a certain look. And Henry so Cavill. when I was looking at, yeah, if they look like Henry Cavill, that would probably be pretty good. So I wonder if they can find an actor that looks a bit like him, but maybe a bit younger. And so cost weird. less and is a great I know, right? So yeah, apologies, Jones. I'm not familiar with this young lady, so I defer okay. to you on, on this. I Do think she's fantastic on that show. I haven't seen all of it. I saw I've seen probably two-thirds to a half of Marvelous Miss Maisel, and I've I've really enjoyed it. And she's a lot of fun in that role. So seeing her uh, as Lois, if they allow her to bring the same kind of energy that she brought to sure. that Amazon show, that's going to be exciting. Um, given uh, like, I know I've seen him in uh, We Own This City, but I don't remember him. Like he doesn't stick out to me at all. Yeah. Given that we've seen these folks, what is it that you think James Gunn has to do now? So for all intents and purposes, the flash has failed, right? Um, Henry Cavill is no longer going to be Superman 
and everything about the Snyderverse is gone. As a matter of fact, when James Gunn sent up this picture, I think he tweeted it. He said, hashtag Snyderverse is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, so do I saw you, that. Yeah. what do you think he has to do now that you've seen these folks? What will make this movie succeed? You know, that's a that's a that's actually quite a tough question because there seems to be, I don't want to say everyone, but there seems to be a huge amount of people that want to see it kind of fail just to try and say that the Snyder really? verse was the one or have was the one. So oh, yeah, I okay. don't. Yeah, that that's what I meant by that. I, so. I think what he has to do is, for me personally, because you're asking me, I think what he'd have to do is find the balance between bringing something new, which is what I liked about Man of Steel, looking at it from not a physical perspective, the challenges that Superman has, but does he even want to be a hero for these pesky meddling humans, that kind of wrestling that he was going through, but at the same time, bring enough of the the fun side of what Superman could be, the Boy Scout, the fun side of it, that Superman Returns tried to do but failed quite quite dramatically. So for me, yeah. I want James Gunn to find the balance, the balance between bringing something new and not just another Krypton kills me. So bring in Lex Luthor with a Krypton gun, a Kryptonite gun, and that, that. I'm so bored of Kryptonite, but I've said it before. This is one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of Superman as the hero because he's so freaking invincible. Mm. It's just it's so difficult to kill. There's only one thing. And so that makes it boring each time, which, like I said, is why I liked Man of Steel, because they, he came at it from a different angle. He looked at it from a different perspective. Now, just a quick question back to you, because I want you to answer that same question, Jonesy. But the movie's going to be called Superman Legacy, right? Applying mm-hmm. what you leave behind, the things Possibly. that you've done, the decisions you've made, right? Implying that potentially uh, it's going to span a certain amount of years. So getting an actor to look like Henry Cavill because maybe there'll be a Henry Cavill as old man Superman in the future is not such a bad idea. <laughs> I don't want that either, but maybe that's what Gunn's thinking. There's going to wow. be the reason. Wow. He, yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm reaching, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. What do you think? What do you, what do you think Gunn needs to do to make this well, a success? So I'll address the first. So we, were you being tongue in cheek with the first thing, the last thing you just said about yes, legacy? Was, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so what do I think he has to do to be successful? There, it is, Superman is hard, not necessarily, not just for me, just because of the invincibility. I think we've seen how to deal with invincible characters well um, in other instances what I think they have to do is get away from the Americana aspect of Superman, because I think a lot of people I think make he's more of a global hero and more of an earth. Well, hero. I don't even know if I would say global, but let's put it another way. Superman's motto was truth, justice in the American way for a very long time. Yeah. And it was only in 2021 when they changed that. They changed it to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And okay. when you hear American politicians talk about the promise of America, they talk about this uh, idea, an ideal that we've never lived up to. And so 
when I think about what you have to do with a Superman, you have to try to find a way to live in there. And that's, I think, hard because what is it that you want this hero to do? So you talk about him being a global hero. I think when Christopher Reeve made Superman, it's okay for him to exist mostly in America or wherever. When you have a being that powerful in today's society with the internet being what it was and social media being what it was, there's an expectation for who they are and what they do. And that's going to be hard. And I don't know how they're going to do that. And so I think that they do have to find a way to address that. Like, what does it mean, truth, justice, and a better tomorrow? Um, And I think if they can find a way to incorporate that, it will allow them to update who that character is. Because I look at a character like Captain America. um, I think before the MCU, I think we would be having the same conversation about him. Like, he's a Boy Scout. He's boring. And I don't know how we're going to update this character. But I think the Russo brothers and Chris Evans were able to find a way to mold the stories around this character. And what, again, going back to uh, Civil War, right? It's the idea of um, you root your feet in the ground. You don't move. You move. And so mold these stories around this character that is a Boy Scout who is seeking truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And I think, at least for me, that would make it a successful film. Also, I want to see what that suit looks like. And yep. I am someone who is just like, like you, you know what I'm going to say next. Hans Zimmer and his score for Man of Steel just fucking yep. killed it. And so that song better be fucking fire. Because I lived with yep. Man of Steel for such a short amount of time as being the theme for Superman. That yep. if what yep. you give me next isn't good, I'm just going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. No, hundred percent. Everything you were saying is true. So it's just bringing, it's bringing Superman to make him a bit more relevant. Although that sounds corny and cheesy, because that's always the way, right? Make it relevant for today. But they do need to do that. So yeah. But you know what? I've loved pretty much everything that James Gunn has done since Guardians of the Galaxy. So you know, I don't want to, I don't want to use that whole thing that we we, we used to say about Mister Feige, because that's certainly wavering at the moment. But James Gunn so far has not done anything to make me think that he'll mess this up. So go with it. Just quickly on the suit, the Jonesy. So we know that Flash is a, a failure, for you know, for want of a better word. The suit that Supergirl is wearing, are we saying that that would be, are we just going to forget everything that's in the Flash? Because I was just thinking that the suit potentially would be similar to hers, right? If it was the same one, or are we just completely... Because so again, timeline shit. I'm I am... Now. Or is he just completely clean slate? It's going to be a whole new, new. So suit. here's the thing: given what James Gunn said about the Snyderverse being dead, I am confused about something. I think I read relatively recently after the Flash came out, and it said that Sasha Kaye had been in conversation or had a conversation with Warner Brothers about reprising her role. I don't know if that was contingent on the Flash doing well or anything Mm. like that or where she would exist in what timeline um yeah if they were going to do that so i don't know um because what did you think of the suit just on that which is why i asked oh i loved it did you think of her did we talk about i thought we talked about it yeah i loved her suit i don't i me too so i was kind of hoping when you mentioned the suit for superman that well if they get that same kind of suit because theoretically they came from the same time they're in two different pods right that they would have the same suit ish so 
I'm willing to bet that James Gunn will want to move as far away from that as possible. And fair enough. And, and so we should, and why not? Let's do it. But okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious. Yeah. I. I would. I wish I had thought of this beforehand. I would have gone back and looked and, like, if I had to pick an existing Superman suit, what would it? What would it look like? And the thing is, though, even if I had done that in like you know 2012, right before Henry Cavill's came out, I wouldn't have picked one that looked like his because they made something that was completely different. So yeah, again, if they're able to go back in and do something like that, that would be impressive. Yep, and and like I said, you know, that's that's when I think I'll have more of an input on the question of what do you think of these guys? Like, what what's the suit? What does it look like? Show me some scenes, the score. So you know, what have we got a couple of years before we see it, likely. Especially twenty twenty five. Yep. So two years. Okay. Well, hopefully, yeah. I'll be in my fifties when this film comes out. Oh my god! <laughs> you can you can play Kingdom Come Superman. <laughs> Um, all right yeah yep. anything else no sir i think we the, this show is definitely an indiana jones dedicated show from a from from a couple of fans so why not all right we'll shut it down yeah. so dear listener if you like what you heard do all the socials like rate comment subscribe we would certainly appreciate it. also jump on the discord if you have seen uh indiana jones and you agree or disagree with anything we said get on there let us know uh tell me tell me i'm wrong i love to hear it um, I'd also like to know what you all think. Well, like, pick an existing Superman suit and see see if you could pick which one. Um, I'm really curious what you guys what you guys are loving out there. Um, but other than that, we'll catch you on the next one. Asta lasagna. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.